Welcome to Dentai's Chats, where we give you five minutes of health news because you care about health, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. It sure is nice when our intuitions are supported by evidence, especially because we've grown to learn that so often our gut feelings, our projections, can be far from reality. And that's what makes it feel oh so sweet when our gut feelings are exactly in line with reality. In 1960, 48% of healthcare dollars were spent out of pocket, meaning a patient goes in and has to actually pay for 48% of the treatment. By 2008, this figure was down to 12%. And over this period of time, we've seen an absolute explosion in healthcare costs. And sure, there's been many things that have happened over the last 50 years that could be the contributing factor or could be one of many contributing factors to the rise in healthcare costs. But there has been a strong vocal minority believing that if costs were shouldered more by patients, costs would come down. Right, the analogy that we've used before if all of a sudden you go from having your dad's credit card to go to the mall to your own credit card, you might not spend the same amount of money. Well, we are going to have to talk in teenage metaphors for much longer because we're starting to get some very robust data about what happens when patients are placed on high deductible insurance plans. A deductible is simply the amount a patient must pay for health services within a given year before insurance starts to chip in. A high deductible plan is usually defined as a deductible of $1,000 or more, meaning if you went to the doctor's office or the hospital and received treatment, got an x-ray, consulted with a physician, and it was $1,000 for those services, you would be required to spend $1,000 of your own money for those services. Anyway, researchers at Carnegie Mellon looked at 13 million employees and dependents at 54 large companies. They were studied for three years, which has been one of the problems with some of the data sets thus far, is that they show initial gains, but we don't know what will happen in the longer term. And you can always still complain that you need more longer term data, but three years for 13 million people, not bad. And you know what else is not bad? How about a 5% reduction in total healthcare spending for the companies that offered high deductible plans or consumer directed healthcare plans versus firms that did not? Also keep in mind that not every employee at these firms was on the high deductible plan. Also keep in mind how incredible a 5% reduction would be. We've been talking about healthcare growth of around 5% a year. 5.4% just last year, a little under 4% during the economic recession from 2009 through 2013, growing by 4% each year. So yes, I think this intuition that if patients became more like consumers, healthcare costs would go down is an intuition worth further exploration. Hey, how about a dental-related story for you? So the ADA, the American Dental Association, has backed this idea that chewing gum following meals helps prevent dental caries by stimulating saliva flow. One segment of the dental community has taken it a step further and said that if that gum is sweetened with a natural sweetener, a xylitol, that's really where the powerful anti-cavity effects come into play. 
And there have been gum companies and mint companies and mouthwash companies that have played on this belief by launching xylitol-rich products in hopes that patients wanting to avoid cavities will buy them. The problem is that the evidence just isn't really there. There is solid evidence that chewing gum helps prevent cavities, but xylitol-sweetened gum? Eh, it's just not there yet. Or so says a meta-analysis of 10 studies featuring 5,900 participants. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that xylitol doesn't hold the powers people have claimed it holds, just that we can't really prove it yet. So what should a consumer do in this state of uncertainty? Chew sugar-free gum after meals. It's reasonable to be skeptical of poll results where the respondent would look bad if he or she answered yes. And that is what put so much credibility in a survey of ER physicians who were asked if they, in general, call for too many tests, tests that they know won't really help in deciding how to treat the patient. 85% yes, too many tests are ordered. 97% admitted to personally ordering too many imaging tests. Dentize.com, find a great dentist, know how much you pay.